It's a dirty manga. Dirty manga. Dirty manga. Dirty manga. Welcome to Are We There Yet? An exploration in education and anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I'm an anime expert, Dana Hollander. And I'm Brenda McCullough, your anime John Waters. Um... Mm-hmm. I don't know much about this show. I've actually seen the first episode, so I don't know that much. But uh, John Waters is a well-known pervert, so I figured it'd be uh. appropriate for this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fair. <laughs> so John okay. Waters would admit that. <laughs> I guess. I love I, mean, I guess. <laughs> I, I just watched uh, uh, his hairspray the other night. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam and I are just watching just like the Criterion collection of gay movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's no, that there. checks out. Yeah. That, that works. I think he recently donated like all of his art collection to the Baltimore Museum, which is awesome, but also concerning. Hope you're well, John Waters. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they named the bathrooms after him specifically. So, yeah, yeah. He, wow. he loves he loves being a pervert. That's for that man. Yeah. <laughs> it's very on brand for him. Uh, but I I know usually why we're talking about perverts when we're uh, watching <laughs> hey, anime, but what, why are we talking about perverts today? It's not my uh, thing this time. I mean, well, this show isn't necessarily about perverts, but we're watching Kakushi Goto. Uh, which I guess involves a a, a guy who writes an, an ecchi, a dirty manga. Yeah, it's it's the show itself isn't perverted, but it like that is the plot. Of... I just wanted to make that clear because this is a <laughs> show about a father and his daughter, and it is yeah. not perverted in that sense whatsoever. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yeah, I would not be in this chipper of a mood if uh, we were talking about <laughs> stuff like that. So yeah. Well, I mean, I do know a show if you're interested. Nope. In it. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. No, I've uh, watched the first episode of this, and yeah, it's just insanely wholesome and stuff. But like, the plot is he writes like a dirty, dirty quote uh, manga. So yeah, that's all I had to go off of. Yeah. This uh, this is pretty recent. Like it came out earlier this year. I watched mm. it all with Paul in June, and then it oh. ended a couple weeks later or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. Like it looks 13. like it's only eight episodes, or at least like currently dubbed. Yeah, the show ended I think in like either late June or early July. Oh, okay. So the dub's still fresh. Yeah, it's a uh, thirteen episodes total. Uh, yes. Nice. Yep. But I really enjoyed it. Paul really loves it. And I wanted to keep the good train going. <laughs> Them good vibes. You're mm. still doing a shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, uh, we're we're in a, a slightly better place. Mm. We'll say not much better, but at least <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> We found a clearing in the woods. We're not out of them, but we we found a place to rest for a little bit. Yeah, we uh, we found our oasis. It's uh, mostly mud, but uh, there's <laughs> a little bit of water here. So uh. <laughs> if we're if it's 127 hours, we've gotten the arm off, but we're not. Yeah. We're still in the desert. We're still in that desert. So it's like, uh, uh. but we'll make it out eventually. <laughs> we see a big uh, ravine. We still have to climb, but we're yeah. like, hmm. uh, I can do this one handed. <laughs> anyway, wholesome anime. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Shall shall we uh dive face first into those wholesome vibes? Yeah. We're watching the first 3 episodes. Quick, quick, hide the porn. Hide the porn. Hide the porn. <laughs> quick. Oh, God. Put it away. Put it away. Getting high school flashbacks. <laughs> Not under the bed. That's obvious. No, that's the first place you look. <laughs> oh, God. Actually, that did just remind me. In college, 
at one point, oh, my, no. one of my roommates. I don't, just, I don't like how the story but, started. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, it's not going to get better. Um, <laughs> one of my roommates came back. Anytime I talk about my roommate in college, it's always this one roommate. All my other roommates were fine. It's definitely this one crazy guy. <laughs> but he just came back from class one day with a buddy of his, just with a bunch of magazines. We're like, what? He's like, hey, guys, we found all these Hustler magazines in a truck. We're like, did you break into someone's truck and steal their porn? Like their old vintage 70s porn? Oh, yeah, something fell off the back of a truck. I've I heard that before. I don't yeah. know what that means. That's immediately what I'm like, what the fuck do you mean you found these in a truck? Why, what truck were you in? And it's just like, yeah, he just had a lot of old porno magazines. We're like, why? <laughs> the door was opened, so I assumed it was free reign. Yeah, it's, just, it's free real estate. I just walked right in. <laughs> yeah, there was a flea market like two miles down the road, so we assumed it was part of that. <laughs> It just, God, it was so weird to me. Mm. It's like, well, get rid of them. We don't want just porno sitting on our coffee table. <laughs> Their tab- table read, what are the, uh, table coffee re- table book, that one. <laughs> I mean, there was a BDSM. It's definitely like a conversation starter, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How I don't do you know. feel about this? <laughs> What's your hey, feeling? new friends, let's explore kink. <laughs> <laughs> What's your feelings on skin tight latex and stiletto heels? Wholesome. <laughs> pure <laughs> anyway anyway back to anime let's talk about this which at times <laughs> is wholesome and pure yeah it's sometimes uh yeah episode one it opens with a girl looks like a girl in high school uh sitting on a train and we got a little v- uh, voiceover of her uh talking and asking about like what what your darkest secret is and i was like this is a lot to there's a lot to throw at me we just met i don't even know your name <laughs> Uh, but she's just kind of talking like to herself about like secrets and stuff. And um, we see her going up to a house that's all like roped off and sealed off and kind of looks abandoned. And uh, she's talking about how she's uh, trying to find the secret side of someone uh, she cares about. And when she opens up the door, it's like a storage area. We see like papers fly out. Uh, and then we cut to that same girl, but younger. She's like 10 now. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's going off to school, and she's saying goodbye to her dad, who's going off to work, and they're outside of a very similar house. Maybe uh-huh. the same house. I'm not super clear on that, but... It's not the... I mean, it's the same layout and whatever, but it's not the same gotcha, place. Okay. Yeah, that was throwing me for a bit at times, but... Uh, yeah, we see her go to school, and we see her dad leave for work, and he's in a business suit with a briefcase and all that. And then as he's walking, we see him go into a little store, and he comes out in sweatpants and, like, a t-shirt no briefcase got like a donut pillow to sit on now and uh yeah real different uh then we get the opening sequence i love it so much yeah it's nice i like the song a lot and i think it's really pretty i love the opening Mm -hmm. that's me i love it uh and then we get a flashback of like i wrote the names down but we all know i'm gonna butcher them like the third time i say each so just prepare for that Hime. Um, flashback of her being born and uh, the dad like holding her. He's like, oh my god, it's my beautiful daughter. And the doctor's like, alright, Mr. Uh, Kakushi? Um, and he's like, oh, I recognize your name. You're a famous manga artist. I'm a gaka. You draw that like, uh, I forget the exact what Balls of Fury he says. Yeah. He's like, I love Balls of Fury. And then, like, all the nurses around him are like, what? What's this called? And one of the nurses is like, oh, I know that. My son reads it. It's a dirty manga. And that's right when we see the dad being like, oh, no. My daughter can never know about it. Like, that's, that's when he realizes <laughs> his identity. One. Yeah. Fresh into the world, daughter immediately having to hide a secret from her. Like, instantly. Uh, so we cut back into the present day. And we see him. I uh, show up to work, and one of his coworkers, one of his uh, assist, new assistants, is reading uh, one of his manga in the office, and he starts berating him like, "How, how dare you bring this here? You bring the, like my own work into my own place of uh, employment." And he's like, "What? You're like, you made this? We're making more of this stuff. What are you freaking out about?" And because he's the new assistant, he doesn't know all the particular rules yet. So the chief assistant, just there's like four assistants in the show. I didn't bother writing down anyone's name. I don't know yeah. why the only name I retained was Ami. She's the one with the like hair bobble. Oh, yeah. But all the other ones, I was just like, blonde girl, Brock, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Brock. Uh, I'm glad you're continuing to eat a uh, trip. Well, yeah. he is that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ami was essentially the April Ludgate of the office. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the chief assistant, you know, let's just call him Brock, uh, teaches <laughs> uh, the new assistant, Ida, about all of his particular, all the boss's particular habits and uh, how he wants to keep his work secret from his daughter and how he doesn't, they're not allowed to bring any of his old work to the office in case someone stops by and um, all, this, all these particular things of like trying to hide the work he's actually doing. And they're like, yeah, just be happy you started working with them now. Back in the day when he wrote Balls of Fury, he could only draw when he was completely naked. And he shows them like a little author's bio and picture at the back of the manga. And it's just him sitting at the desk, just all out, just hanging it all out. Just Power. Wow, that's <laughs> a lot of HR violation. That's a lot of <laughs> workplace violations right there. I just realized for a lot of this, I was like, I don't super identify with uh, this main character, but it really just hit me. Oh, yeah, I I run an anime podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I I get it now. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're ashamed <laughs> of what you do for a living. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I bred and rode horses. Uh, <laughs> Which I, I definitely I definitely don't. don't. What? I don't no, know. <laughs> can't do that in a major city. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't live near the Burbank Horse District at all. Uh, uh, weird. I <laughs> uh, cut to uh, uh, Hime and, uh, at school, out in the playground with some of her classmates. And one of her classmates just asked her, like, Hey, Hime, what's your dad do for a living? And I'm going to get in front of this right now. This classmate of hers is an utter bitch. Yeah, I don't Hina, I don't Hina's the worst. I don't care if she's a child. She's heinous. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, when uh, her classmate asks her that, the teacher, like, jumps, or no, one of the other classmates says, like, oh, you're not supposed to ask what uh, someone else's parents does, because then it could, what did she, she said, like, a very particular term. Occupational discrimination. There it is, yeah. I was like, there's no way this kid knows that term. Uh, and then the teacher comes in, like, yes, that's correct. I was like, ah, the teacher taught them this. <laughs> um, and yeah, My daddy works in HR. <laughs> uh and yeah, the teacher comes in, yeah, saying like, yes, we don't want to talk about like parents' workplace because then, um, yeah, you can you know, discriminate against the other students for it. And it's just, you know, it doesn't need to be brought into school and stuff. Uh, and then after she says that, we see a little cutaway of her talking with Hime's dad. I guess they had like a parent-teacher conference or they met uh, to talk about Hime. And the teacher's like a, a big fan of his. She's like, I love Balls of Fury. It's great. Why are you ashamed of it? And he's like, all right, come along. And he takes her out to like a little cafe. And they run into someone who knows uh, Kakushi. And she's like, oh, hey, uh, some of the kids are in the neighborhood said you're a manga artist. Can you, like, draw, like, pretty cure for them? He's like, yeah, sure, here you go. And he just draws, like, a little caricature <laughs> for her. And he's like, here you go. She's like, oh, thanks, great. It's like, this is this is why I don't tell anyone I'm an artist. I'm like, Not even his character. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, just, can you draw me? Can you draw Goku for like... me? It's just like, yeah, fine, okay. <laughs> just like... <laughs> And I, the few artist friends I know, I've seen that plenty of times, so I fully understand. <laughs> Not even, like, hiding the type of manga he draws, just any manga. It's like, I don't, I don't want to do this in my free time. I don't want to do it for you for free. It's, people ask it all the time. Um, so, uh, he kind of, the teacher kind of agrees, like, alright, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure, you know, it doesn't come up at school around TMA and stuff. I'll do you a solid like that. And uh, then we see him back at the office. Uh, Kakushi's uh, waiting for his new editor, who's late. He's you know supposed to have been at the office a few hours ago, and he hasn't shown up yet. And uh, Ida, the new ed- assistant's like, "Hey, maybe your editor just went like right to your home and like is delivering because he's waiting for new T-shirts of his uh, character, new merch." And he's like, "Maybe he just dropped off the T-shirts at your house instead of you know bring him to the office to then bring to your house." And Kakushi like freaks out like. Why the fuck would he do that? I gotta go! And he, like, just takes off. <laughs> so he's freaking out because he doesn't want his daughter to see the merchandise of this character who's... Uh, was it? Tights in the Wind? Is the, tights in the Wind. Is the current manga he's writing. So the character has, like, uh, women's tights, like, on his head. Uh, so he doesn't want his Is daughter that a panty and stocking joke? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I actually don't know that for a fact, but, you know. Uh, it's stockings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we he see- is involved in this. I denounce this show. <laughs> we can't no. talk about it anymore. Dana, no. you like the show. You can't ruin it. <laughs> uh, so we see him running home, and then we like as we see him like running home, we see him like do- uh, drop into the like clothing store real quick and change into his business suit briefcase and runs out of it. Um, 
And when he runs home, he sees the editors there. Or he opens the door and he just sees Hime. He's like, oh, thank God. And he opens it a little more and he sees the editor. He's like, fuck! And he's wearing the shirt! Fuck! <laughs> and he, like, dives in front of him to try and, like, block it from Hime's uh, eyesight. And uh, he, when she goes to get tea or snacks, he yells at him, like, you, you were supposed to make it, like, wearable. You were supposed to make sure the company was made it, like, wearable. And this is where we get a first look of, like, a little aside of, like, I guess... Industry Manga terms. industry talk. Yeah, and they're like, oh, wearable is a term that, like, you know, manga artists use to describe merchandise where it's like, you don't want to just have a shirt with just a big picture of the character's face on it that, you know, people might be embarrassed to wear out in public or, you know, you'll get a lot of questions about. So you'll have, like, you know, just a silhouette with, like, the title underneath of it or just something from the series that only fans would recognize or something like that. Uh, something that wouldn't be, like, as obvious out in public that you can like walk around with and uh we see like a little cutaway of the uh shirt manufacturers being like what why does he want us to do this like no one can even understand what this is i just fucking put the main character's face on it and he's like no (laughs) it's the one thing i asked not for um so uh he says instead he's like trying to rip the shirt off but then he may starts coming back he's like just cover it up and like try to make it look natural like don't be obvious about it so the editor's, like, sitting in weird different poses to try and cover up the shirt, like, with his arms and stuff. And uh, every time Hime comes back, she's like, his arms are crossed. She's like, oh, you're the CEO. He's like, no, you can't let her think you're the CEO. You're younger than me. Like, that that would make me look bad. Uh, so he keeps changing the poses, and, and Kikuchi's freaking out. And um, <laughs> there's one where he's just covering his nipples, and Hime comes back. He's like, ah, so you're a mommy. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> They start like they wondering like the hell's like how's her brain work? Why is she? Why is this where her thought or her brain goes with uh, these poses? Um, so eventually he's like, "I'm an artist. I know how to fix this." And he just starts drawing on the shirt to like change it with like a marker, and he just draws Pretty Cure again. <laughs> and she's like, "Ah, you like Pretty Cure?" He's like, "Why is this what you drew?" He's like, "It's it's easy. I know how to do it." Kids love it. Kids love this shit. <laughs> They eat it up. <laughs> this is my second job. I'm a boardwalk caricaturist. <laughs> Kids love Debbie Derryberry. Everyone knows this. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then uh, we see later that night, uh, they're getting ready for bed. Bread? Bread? They're getting ready mm-hmm. for carbs. Got a nice loaf of carbs right before bed. They're getting ready for bed, and he may mentions a, a girl at school asked about his job. And uh, she asked if that man today was that came to the house was a CEO. And Kikuchi's kind of just dodging this question. So I'm like, oh, you know, I, I work at the office. And like, oh, that wasn't the CEO. That was someone else. Like, don't worry about it. I'm trying to avoid the question at any cost. Excuse me. Uh, and then the next day, we see him walking to work. And there's a cat drowning in a river. And as he's walking by, he just throws his do- his butt donut at the cat. It's like a <laughs> donut, like, pillow he sits on for work because he sits all day. Yeah, it, it's a hemorrhoid pillow. We can we can say it. Huh. Yeah. I mean, you can use it without hemorrhoids, but it definitely helps <laughs> with hemorrhoids. Um, so he just throws the pillow at the cat, like, to give it to something to float on, and then they rescue the cat. And uh, as he's, like, walking away, people are like, oh, you saved the cat. Can we get a name of this brave hero that saved this drowning cat? And he's like, don't worry about it. Wink. And, like, plays it off coy, uh, coy and, like, cool in his head. Uh, he's freaking out, being like, if I tell them my name, I'll be in the paper, and then my daughter will know what I was doing with a butt pillow. Like, I can't let this. Everything is about his daughter not finding out what he does. Like, that's his only thought at all times. <laughs> Head empty. <laughs> only <Yeah>. thought. <laughs> only thought. <laughs> Mass conspiracy. Um, uh, so then uh, we see uh, Hime getting, uh, like, homework for class about uh, writing a wish. And so she's talking with her other classmates about how she'll go home and write her wish when she gets home and she can think of something better. Um, and uh, she ends up writing that she wants her dad to be important someday. And her dad sees that and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, do, I do important work. What are you talking what about? What does she know? <laughs> nothing, because I tell her nothing. I tell her nothing. I've gaslighted her her entire life. <laughs> um, but she, he starts getting like uh, kind of paranoid, uh, worried about it. Being like, does she not think what I do is important? Do I have to, like, what does she want from me? Do I have to get a you know, uh, bigger job? And all of his assistants are like, ah, if you want to be important as a mangaka, you have to be famous. You have to have a real popular series. Like this one, it's like Attack on Gremlin, which is like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and uh, they're saying like, ah, oh, you gotta get more famous. One of them says, you can be a mango-o? Mango. Mango. 
And he's like, a fruit? It's like, no, you idiot. <laughs> it's, um, from what I could tell, it basically seemed like a cult classic mangaka, like someone who does, like, yeah. s- stuff that isn't Naruto, which is insanely popular, but it has a very loyal, dedicated fan base, so you can, you know, still make a solid living on it without selling a billion copies. The auteurs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like you should try that he's like oh i know one of those he does like dark fantasy stuff i should go ask him about it so he goes and has like a little lunch with his colleague and ask him questions and his colleague's got like long hair and wearing like a cloak and like a cowboy hat and it's just like super over the top and like dramatic and he's like well this isn't helpful <laughs> but he's like maybe i'll you know start working on like some dark fantasy stuff and uh, the editor shows up and he's like, oh, what are you guys working on? We're like, we're working. I think one of them is Brock says, like, I can't keep drawing this D&D stuff and all this, like, dark fantasy stuff because it's really hard to draw, like, armor and monsters. Mm-hmm. And the editor's like, ah, well, it's my job to make sure you guys don't draw what you want to. And then we get another, like, manga industry, like, uh, cutaway saying, like, it's a running, yeah, kind of like a running joke that editors always not supposed to m- let the mangaka work on what they want to because they'll work on something get very popular and successful and then do a passion project that will flop for like their mm-hmm. next work. So it's like, no, you can't work on what you want to. You got to work on what will sell. And uh, after the editor says that, everyone's like, we don't want to work on this. He's like, great. My job here is done. It's like, you don't <laughs> do anything. <laughs> you didn't do anything. The tuxedo mask of the show. <laughs> and then um, another assistant comes uh, back to work and she was out like, I guess meeting with her friends or did like a school reunion. And they were all impressed. I'm like, wow, you work on this popular manga series. What's that like? And she's like, oh, you know, it's pretty cool. Um, so it's it's funny to see how popular the work they're doing is in some regards, while the main guy, the main creator is uh, still in his own head just about what his daughter wrote for homework. Uh, and then cut to uh, Hime at school talking with their friends. And they want to, they love, the one friend loves cats. So they want to find the guy that saved the cat and like, honor him and like let the whole town know he did such a good job but all they know is that he had a briefcase and a black business suit so the last time they saw him was around like this hilltop area of the city so they're going to go around that area to find him they form a detective agency <laughs> yeah we got like a little intro with all their names and it's like the it's so detective funny agency. to me and then like the narrators like kids or is it it's either the teacher or the narrators like kids will form detective agencies over anything <laughs> it's true <laughs> red uh, raised the whole generation on scooby-doo this is what happens <laughs> um and then uh yeah they say like oh we'll go around the hilltop area because that's where he was seen and then he is like oh my dad says we gotta watch it we can't go to the hilltop area because there's monster there monsters there called fancy peeps they live up there <laughs> and they 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 go to bookstores that don't have manga in it and they drink weird drinks that sound like magical spells and we can't go there. Uh, the hipsters. That's a gentrified <laughs> <Yuck>. neighborhood. <laughs> he's got a point. Like, I know, <laughs> I know his concern, but he's got a point. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the teacher overhears them. And she uh, hears about them talking about the fancy peeps and the teacher agrees, like, ah, oh, they truly are monsters. Well-dressed, fancy monsters. <laughs> Uh, the yuppie empire (laughs) (laughs) i like the the teacher comes in i'm like ah the teacher's an idiot i love her she's a great (laughs) character (laughs) she just goes along with everything it's great and uh we see uh kakushi leaving for the day and he goes to get changed and he uh he sees one of his assistants at the clothing store where he gets changed so he just starts like walking and talking with her. He doesn't end up getting changed though. Like he's he's I think on his they way. were on break or something. Were they? Okay. I think he said something about that. Um yeah, so he's leaving and like walking with her, talking for a bit. Uh and he explains that um because he dresses like a slob, he f- and there's no real manga in any of the bookstores, none of the fancy peeps will recognize him at like the hilltop, which is where he gets changed at the clothing store. So he's like, I, I purposely picked this area to you know change in my clothes because no one will recognize me and I can just keep going. Uh, and right around that time while he's talking about that, we see the, investig- the detective agency girls walking up investigating stores and looking at stuff. And uh, they end up going to the clothing store where he gets changed all the time. And they run into the store owner, which I don't think we get a name for the store owner. Um and uh, they see the store owner, and they all freak out, like, oh no, a fancy peep monster! And the store owners are chasing him, like, 
uh, you insulted me because you called me a monster, but you also called me fancy peep, so I don't know if that's a compliment. And like, what does that mean? Yeah, yelling like, <laughs> that's nothing to me. <laughs> and I like that that's the reason the store owner is chasing them. <laughs> like, was it a compliment or an insult? I must know. <laughs> I love attention, but I need to know if it was positive or negative. Yeah, exactly. Validate me. <laughs> and uh, as the store clerk's uh, chasing them, uh, Kakushi sees them and... Uh, it's like, oh no, the Hime's there with their friends and throws the uh, butt pillow again at the sword clerk and knocks him out. Uh, <laughs> and like, they're friends, they know this, so it's not like he assaulted them. Uh, but when they see the butt pillow fly out, they're like, oh, that's the pillow that saved the cat. He must be nearby. We must find him. And Kakushi like runs into a bookstore to try and like escape from them. And as they run in, they're like, it's the forbidden bookstores they talked about. No manga and fancy drinks. And they're like, look, there's even a like a witch on the logo. And he means like, hey, isn't that Starbucks? And they're like, something else is evil, don't worry about it. And yeah, it's very clearly just Starbucks. Um And it's funny how they kinda like in the other two episodes they kinda tease uh Hime being like kinda empty headed or just not thinking about too much. And it's like, no, she's she's clearly the only one that's no knows what this is. Um and as they're walking around the bookstore, they actually bump into Kikushi and uh None of the girls recognize him because he's all disheveled and scruffy looking and he's drinking those weird drinks with the big names. And, and you know, he's reading a book and not manga uh, while Hime's outside, so she doesn't recognize. Uh, she's looking at something else. Uh, so all the girls get scared and run out and drag Hime with her. And, uh, yeah, then it cuts to uh, them at home getting ready for bed again. And uh, he, asks, he, he asks what Hime's wish was. She's like, oh, I wish for you to be important because I just want you to be... Uh, happy and he's like oh the thing that'll make me happy is just seeing you grow up big and strong and she's like oh, i guess i'll have to drink my milk <laughs> end of the episode <laughs> she says did you watch that dubbed or so yeah i watched that she's, dubbed in the japanese she says the occult i gotta drink more your cult your cult yeah it's like a protein milk drink i think <laughs> oh like whey pro- uh, protein yeah <laughs> oh, okay uh yeah in the dub they just say milk so yeah, um, I much prefer the Japanese. Yeah, it was it, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't. Yeah, it great. was fine. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. It uh, it helped me to listen to it instead of read it, so it did its job. <laughs> it's easier to take notes when it's audio. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a dub until today. So, <laughs> whoop! This is your um, land of the lustrous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, episode one. Yeah. So in episode two. Um, Ida arrives to the manga studio and everyone is there and they're making gyoza. And he's like, what are you guys doing? There's only six hours until the manuscript is due. And Ami is just like, just shut up and fold the dumplings. <laughs> shut your mouth and make gyoza. And you son get... of a bitch, don't question us. <laughs> you're the newbie, you do what I say. I'll go, your ass will be on the curb so fast if you don't pick up this dumpling. <laughs> um, and we get like that Manga industry aside, uh, and the narrator says that when a deadline is looming, manga artists will do anything other than like what they have to finish, but they won't play video games because that makes them feel too guilty. Oh, this hit home. <laughs> yeah, they like have to be doing something productive, but hey, they will listener. do anything other than write. Hey, listener, have you heard of procrastination? <laughs> Productive procrastination. Um... So they finish, like, making all the gyoza, and then Ida is like, all right, so are we going to fry it? And then I just kept calling him dad. I know his name is Takushi. <laughs> dad works. Yeah. But um, also, the title is a play on words, because his name uh-huh. is Kakushi Goto. Right. Kakushi Goto also refers to someone who writes manga, okay. and it also means, like, keeping a secret. Oh. Hmm. So... Triple entendre. Triple threat. It's yeah. lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's helpful if, like, in the Japanese, like, in the beginning of the first episode, she, like, says it three times and it means three different things. Like, you see that. Mm, okay. But anyway. Um, so, Dad says, are you kidding? Frying gyoza? We have a manuscript to finish. <laughs> the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> 
Um, and then they do it. They finish it in time. And Ida is like, we would have finished it even earlier if we didn't make the gyoza. And then Ami is like, we only did it because we made the gyoza. And Ida is like, that doesn't make any sense. And it's like, yes, it does. Respect the process. <laughs> I, I very much understand this. <laughs> I, I can see both sides of it, yeah. Uh, and this portion is a beach episode. Yep, check that <laughs> out. Uh, and Hime is at the beach for like a summer field trip. And then we see that dad followed her there. Um, and it's like the night before he's like, Hey, I have some time off from work. I want to spend some time with you. What do you want to do? And she was like, Oh, I'm, I'm going on a field trip with my class. I told you about it like a month ago. And he's like, Oh, okay. Well, what are you guys going to do there? And she's like, oh, we're going to go swimming and there's going to be a campfire and a bug hunt. And he's just like, that's all too dangerous. <laughs> it's all an uh, animal crossing. It's not dangerous. Helicopter <laughs> parent, activate. Hmm? <laughs> uh, so that all like freaks him out. And then he's also like, and I'm so lonely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he uses it as an excuse to take his manga crew to the beach. He says that it's he's borrowing like a friend's villa. And his friend doesn't use it because of Kamakura fever. And Ami explains uh, the story behind that is that there was a manga artist who was like exhausted by deadlines and dreamed of living by the beach so they could like relax. So they moved to the beach. But then, oh, no, it was too far for his assistance. And the convenience stores closed too early. And the sea air messed up his pens. Uh so manga artists by the sea is bad news. Um, but they're all excited to get away and not think about manga. Uh, and they get to the villa and it's a mess. Uh, Just they a go truly inside. haunted, abandoned cabin. <laughs> yep. Spider webs. Broken windows. Like. <laughs> uh, they go in and they start cleaning it up and they're like, where'd he go? Where's dad? <laughs> <laughs> he dragged us here and then left. Uh, and well, this he's... is how he kills us. <laughs> the he's uh sprinting down to see hime and the teacher sees him and she has like this thing that she like a pins bident. him with it's it's like a trident but without the middle thing a bident <laughs> that's actually <laughs> that's what it's called wow i'm rident for bident <laughs> oh wow hades uses one in greek mythology oh yeah yeah um but so she pins him with that and she's like stranger danger and then she's like oh wait it's <laughs> you what are you doing here and he he just he does not know how to talk to women so he always puts his foot in his mouth and accidentally flirts with them and he's just like i just couldn't help myself the cuteness was too much and she's like oh my god he says that like multiple times in this episode and it is quite possibly Vimo's unhelpful answer to her question of like what are you doing here and it's yep. like literally anything would be better if you said that mm-hmm. yeah so she misunderstands and she's just like oh my god he wants me <laughs> he's so thirsty um and then he's like so what are they like doing right now and she's like oh they're gonna go hunt for rhino beetles um and then like she looks down and she's like am i really too hard to resist and she looks <laughs> back up and he's just gone um <laughs> And he's afraid that Hime won't be able to catch a, a rhino beetle and her friends will make fun of her. So he gives Ida his wallet and he's like, go buy a rhino beetle, the biggest one you can find. So he goes and he buys one, but it's not the right thing. It's a Hercules beetle. Idiot. And he's like, if Hime finds this here, it'll end up on the news and then everyone will make fun of her because they'll find out it's fake. <laughs> he catastrophizes. And you know what? Based on my therapy... I get it. <laughs> it's fair. I understand. Uh, <laughs> um, so he's like running around freaking out and the teacher catches him again. And he's like, okay, what are they going to do now? And she's like, oh, they're making curry. And Hime is in charge of seasoning it. And she's so excited. Um, and he's like, oh, no, what if she doesn't season it right? And all of the other kids hate it. Okay, I'm going to hire a professional chef. <laughs> oh, shit. Professional- I assume my daughter is the worst at every possible thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me throw money at the problem. <laughs> he's worried. Um, and so he hires a chef. And like while she goes, the kids ask her to uh, come help to wash the rice. And while she's gone, the chef comes in and seasons it. 
And, you know, I thought it was interesting that he hired an Indian chef because Japanese curry is very different from Indian curry. Yeah, I was the wondering that The flavor profile. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that comes up later when they like, talk about the curry at the end of the episode. But yeah. I, I like how the chef came in. He's like, oh, hi, my son's a big fan of your series. <laughs> I like how yeah. everyone's a huge fan of his series. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so the teacher is just thinking about dad being like, does he really like me? <laughs> I can't, though. He's one of my students. Dads, I can't. Ah, oh, forbidden love. He can write about that in his next book. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she overhears some boys telling Hime that she's washing the rice wrong, and one of them says, didn't your mom ever teach you? <gasps> Which is sad, because her mom died. Um, I wrote a note where I'm like, oh shit, we're getting real in episode two? I wasn't ready yeah. for that. Hide the um, feelings, hide like, the feelings. <laughs> bury him, bury him. <laughs> Which is what Hime does. Mm. She just like looks up for a second, and like takes a minute, and then she's just like, I'll try again. That's okay. Yeah, she doesn't comment on it. Yeah. Um, and then the teacher catches dad again, and he, like, looks around the corner to see Hime just, like, staring off into space. And he's like, oh, yeah, she does that a lot. He calls her a space cadet, which I think is cute. <laughs> That's a cute little phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the teacher's like, you know, in my professional opinion, because I may be a little airheaded, but I'm also a teacher, um, I think it's because Hime doesn't like to think about those things. Like, she doesn't like to think about negative stuff or things she can't change, like her mom. Have you considered your daughter is traumatized from the death <laughs> of her mother? Oh, that huh. thought hasn't really crossed my mind. Let's never explore that again. <laughs> nah. Um, <laughs> I haven't even unpacked that. So... <laughs> um, so he goes back to the villa and the crew has cleaned it up all nice, but they're like all super tired from cleaning all day. And he's like, well, we're going to do fun stuff tomorrow. We're going to have a barbecue. But then the next day it's raining. Uh, and then because of the rain, the like school called him and he was like, oh, man, their field trip ended early. So they're not even here anymore. Um, and everyone is bored. And the blonde girl, uh, she's wearing her bikini because she wanted to wear it. And Brock is like not looking at her, which is not very Brock of him. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> defying all expectations. <laughs> um, and then the power goes out, and then someone complains that their phone is dead. It's and not then... very Brock of him. It's very Terry of him. <laughs> From the Orange Islands. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and so... Terry's the beta of Pokemon. Sorry. Go <laughs> Dad says that there are other ways to have fun, and Brockman is like, How? He says, you're from the Stone Ages, tell us how. And it's like, how much older can he be than you guys? I was wondering that, but he couldn't be more than 10 years older than him, so it's not Yeah, much. he's probably like in his 30s. Ugh, that's ancient. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, yeah, we would never hang out with someone older, right, Dana? Yeah, gross. I'm still a young 24-year-old. <laughs> Baby time! <laughs> um, <laughs> My back hurts. So... <laughs> He says, oh, we used to, like, look at the wood grain and and see what celebrities it was shaped like. Or we would find folds in the curtains that looked like hands. And then Ami is just like, I'm so bored. And then she sees that there's paper and a pencil. And she's like, I'm going to draw. (laughs) No, no. And then they all go a little nuts and they just all draw a chapter of Tights in the Wind. They got more productive on vacation than ever at the office. Yeah, they get back and they give it to the editor. And he's like, oh, this chapter is so funny. And dad is just like, uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and then they're back at home. And Hime is like, oh, no one liked my curry. It was too spicy. <laughs> uh, I wonder why. Huh. Um, and then she's like, you make the best curry, though, dad. Uh, and then he thinks about what the teacher said about Hime not talking, not thinking about things that she, like, can't control. Um He's like, hey, hey, baby, you know <laughs> that you can ask me anything, right? Like, you can talk to me about anything. And she's just like, oh, cool. Uh, What flavor is curry? <laughs> and he's just like, well, it's kind of its own thing. So I guess it's curry flavored. And she's like, Haha, okay. <laughs> and he's just like, maybe she is just kind of 
stupid. <laughs> Not stupid. She's just a little silly. <laughs> um, and there's like there's like this short little part where we see them doing a drill for like in case Hime shows up at the office, and they all pretend that they're working at a corporate office of some kind. So Ami comes in with a Hime mask on, and she's just wandering around. <laughs> And then they're just like, yes, figures and blah, 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 and <laughs> a synergy. <laughs> um, and then uh, that cuts away, and they're at a festival, and he's with Hime, and he's thinking about how cute she is, and he's like, oh, I have to, I have to keep her innocence by hiding the manga. Um, but then they walk past a booth where they're selling a bunch of masks of the character from Tights in the Wind. Ah! <gasps> uh! Ah! And then he sits Hime on a bench and he's like, I'll be right back. Uh, and then he calls his editor and his editor is like, I can't help you right now. I'm um out of town. And then he walks past him he's right <laughs> at the him. festival. Uh, and there's there's a funny moment where they just like look at each other. And it's just quiet for a second. <laughs> um, and then he asks him about the masks and he's like, I didn't know about them either. And it turns out they're bootlegs. Um, so dad makes him talk to the guy and the guy is like, ah, they're so ugly. I can't even sell any. And then the editor is like, no, dude, it's okay. He can't sell any cause your character sucks. <laughs> yeah. Cause like um, his biggest thing wasn't like, oh no, this is uh, merchandise. My daughter will see. He's mostly like, but these designs are so ugly. How could you approve them? He's like, no, I, I didn't. They're bootleg. It's out of my control. <laughs> um, so he buys the whole stock to hide them from Hime. And then the blonde girl happens to walk by and he's like, you and editor man, get rid of them all. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. And then Hime is like, I want some cotton candy. And then they go to a cotton candy booth. And for some reason, the cotton mm-hmm. candy has the tights and the wind character on it. So he buys all of it. And then Brock walks by and he makes him take all of it. And then there are piggy banks. <laughs> There's just so much stuff. And he buys all of it, and then we hear the vendors, and they're like, yeah, some guy bought all of it, so I'm just going to make even more next year. We we even get, like, a little uh, industry aside thing where it's, like, with the bootleg merch where it's, like, uh, the people that made it didn't even think, didn't even know about it, like, the series. They just saw the character on the cover of a manga, and it was like, oh, he must be popular, he's on the cover of a manga, and then made bootleg stuff of that, which is very common to just be it's like this seems to be popular right now i'll make whatever the fuck this is and sell bootleg Mm -hmm. it's like when people make bootleg digimon merch and they're like oh i assume people (laughs) like this but no one does (laughs) to be fair any bootleg digimon merch could be actually official merch (laughs) fair you never know bootleg pokemon's obvious bootleg digimon you have no idea (laughs) um so we're back at the studio and it's like after 7 p.m and the Hime alarm goes off, and they all get ready, but then it's some police dudes. Detectives. And they had a report of suspicious activity, because people saw them bringing in, like, a whole bunch of food. And they were like, we think this is a cult. <laughs> um, so they look around the office, and they find a closet filled with the cotton candy. And Dad is like, why didn't you eat this all? And Brock is like, because I don't want to die. <laughs> How could we? Um... And then they want to search the computers, and Ami is like, don't look at mine, because when she had had to make the Hime mask, she looked up how to draw cute little girls, <laughs> which is not great. Um, and then Dad just decides to tell them, he's like, this is my manga studio. And then one of them is still suspicious, because they have like the charts up for the fake corporate office. And then the other cop finds tights and a gun and a sword (laughs) Sword. and he's like no those are all drawing references please (laughs) um and then he's like uh one of them is like we're you're gonna overthrow the government we know it (laughs) and then the crew is convinced they're like oh shit are we working for some criminal mastermind (laughs) wait what if we are (laughs) um so three of them are like we're turning ourselves in. And then one of them is like, turn yourself in, dude. If if you, like, turn yourself in, maybe you'll get, like, a shorter sentence and then your daughter won't be alone. <laughs> yeah, like, um, truly, how could they know if he is a criminal mastermind? All we know about him is he runs drills to hide their business. He's <laughs> known for keeping secrets and being highly protective of what he does. So it's like, hmm, it all lines up to you being the worst. <laughs> it makes sense. But then if I saw him, you know, drawing manga for eight hours a day and not doing anything else, I'd be like, 
if you are a secret cult leader, you're a shitty one, but it's still possible. <laughs> Where do you find the time? <laughs> so busy. Um, so he turns, he can, he turns himself in and then the blonde girl is like, you guys are all so stupid here. <laughs> here's a picture of him in one of his old volumes of manga. And then the, both of the cops are just like, Hmm, have a nice day. And then <laughs> Fair they enough. It's also the naked picture. Yeah. Yeah. They flash um, the cops a nude and they're like, all right, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy's hung. Let's get out of here. Checks out. Um, so uh he's back at home and they're printing pictures from the festival and he's like hey did i buy you that yukata and he's like she says no it was hand sewn uh and he's like where did you find it and she shows him um that in a closet there are boxes with ages on them and she got it out of the box marked 10 years old and he's like have you looked in the others and she's like no because they're like birthday presents i'm gonna open them as i get older they go all the way up to 16 um but she's convinced that he made it for her so she's like can you make me a dress or shoes or glasses and he's like i don't think that's <laughs> the not, thing that's honey. not how that works you, you don't and she's like no like glass. for fashion <laughs> <laughs> um but uh then he goes to his friend that owns the clothing store and asks them to teach him to sew um, and then we're back in the future, um, or present, depending on how you want to look at it. Oh. <laughs> uh, he may is 18 again. Um, and we see blonde girl and editor boy and they're like, ah, he may has come of age to see all the manga pages. Um, and she's in Kamakura, uh, in a house with, uh, all the manga in it. And she's like, yeah, he never told me about it, but I also, after all these years, never made an effort to actually find out what he did. Uh, because I was afraid that once I did, other stuff would come out that I just didn't want to know about. And then she opens a closet and she finds more boxes with ages 17 to 20. And that's episode two. It was after this uh, part of the episode, I started paying attention to the opening more and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, are we getting <laughs> sad in the future? <laughs> yeah, so uh uh we pick up basically where we leave off in the future. She's looking at all the new boxes she found and she's like, "Huh, something about this house is very familiar." Oh, it's the exact layout of the house I grew up in. How strange, how weird that these two houses are identical. Uh, huh. Will we get to address this? Eh. In later episodes. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we see Dad is meditating uh, at work, and all of the assistants come in, and they all just, in different variations, injured themselves. <laughs> so one has, like, a broken arm, one had, like, dental surgery, one has a sty. So he's like, ah, shit, we can't finish the <laughs> chapter this month so let's uh let's call in someone to help uh so they get a new like fill-in uh, uh artist to uh, pick up the slack and uh they're like oh this guy is so good so efficient he's just the best and he's too good yeah hmm, hmm. suspiciously too good hmm. so uh he fills in uh does all that stuff uh and uh I don't, was this like a flash forward? Cause like time passes and they're yeah. like, Hey, uh, that, that artist, uh, has his own, uh, uh, manga now. And, uh, <laughs> dad is like, ah, oh, yes. Inspiring young minds, giving them their start. And they read the credits and they're like, Oh, he didn't credit that he worked on this before. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> didn't think too highly of us. So, I mean, for comedy purposes, I would even say that it was like a week. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be just super quick. Like, he's so good, he got picked up immediately. Yeah, I can't, I don't know manga, so I'm like, is it, are they doing it weekly, monthly? Uh, I don't know. Chapters. Yeah. Uh. Depends on the series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's too nuanced for me. I need answers, damn it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Hime and her classmates are walking by her house, and, uh, the rich bitch is like, oh, what? <laughs> what an old sad house. You don't even have condo, uh, Second stuff. Floor. Yeah, uh, one of the other classmates point out, like, hey, you live in a condo, so you 
like by definition have a fancy place and she's like oh but you don't have a concierge you don't have a doorman you don't have all these amenities and Hime is like oh i guess we are poor fuck i took two notes on this episode one of those notes is yo this girl fucking sucks <laughs> yep <laughs> the worst but at least her other friends are like Bitch, shut up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm glad it's not the whole group piling on her. It's everyone, like, putting the one girl back. Like, what the fucking slow your roll then, Richie Rich? (laughs) You're rich. Shut up. Yeah, no one cares. Like, everyone uh, fights her back, but he may still like, oh, I guess we're poor. (laughs) Yeah, the damage was done already. (laughs) Let me really Mm -hmm. internalize this forever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Too close to home. Uh, So, uh... We later see an old man pass by the house, and he's like, oh, in this neighborhood, I assumed all the houses would be rich and fancy and new, and uh, just happens to pass by the contractor that <laughs> built the house. He's like, oh, yeah, I can tell you in my photographic memory exactly what happened here. Uh, so seven years ago, I got uh, plans uh, for this lot of land to build a very specific old-style house. Uh, with the money and land, he could have built something very uh, fancy and big, but he wanted to build it exactly like this for no reason. <laughs> and old man's like, okay, goodbye. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice to meet you. Farewell, stranger. And uh, I, I'm i just imagining they both died immediately after this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the second they walked off screen. <laughs> just both simultaneous heart attacks. <laughs> he lived and died to build that house. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I had to build it. Then I had to explain it. Yeah, he best. only survived as long because no one directly asked him about it. Was it was a curse. <laughs> no, you asked the secret question. Ah! <laughs> All of my waking days just devoted, when will someone directly ask me about this house? I haven't slept in years. Uh, So, uh, Hime uh, decides that she's gonna pick up some slack and help save some money. So, uh, she calls off the housekeeper for the day and is gonna do all the cleaning herself. Uh, So, uh, dad comes home and sees her just passed out on the floor. It's so hot. And she's like, oh, God, you're dead. What what happened? And she's like, oh, we're we're saving money because we're poor, right? And the dad's like, uh, fuck, I don't want to talk about this because that <laughs> directly relates to my job. <laughs> uh, and he's like, no, we're not poor. We're we're fine. So uh, at work the next day, he's like, oh, fuck, uh, I, I can't explain money to her because we're not poor i have a successful manga but being a manga artist i could be uh canceled tomorrow and have no source of income so uh i have money stockpiled but that's not throw around and spend money money that's in case of a rainy day money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the life of a freelance artist <laughs> <laughs> nothing about that uh, <sighs> uh so uh He's like, okay, I I want to have a little bit more money. Like, everyone's still broken and beaten up. So one of the assistants is like, hey, how about we get out of the Stone Ages, old man, and go digital? <laughs> Upgrade. Uh, rather than driving things to editors, how about we email them? We can draw on computers instead <gasps> of paper. What? Nani? So uh, they uh, try to lean into it, uh, and all the assistants are like, wait, this makes my job obsolete. No, don't do this. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, So. We also see some of them struggling with, like, a drawing on the digital pad versus, like, pen and paper now. Yeah. That's extremely relatable. Yeah, they're uh, unable to draw. They're like, hey, we can, we need a background artist for this, like, rainy city scene. We can outsource it anywhere in the world, baby, because we're going digital. Let's hire an Indonesian artist. Ah, their work is so good. And then they get the background, and it's like, oh, they drew a rainy city. They drew a rainy Indonesian city, and it clearly <laughs> does not match up with what we've done. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Hime is still on a uh, cook and clean by herself, and she accident- accidentally cuts her finger. And uh, Dad is like, okay, no, we're done with this. Uh, we need a housekeeper every day now. So, 
Uh, they get a new housekeeper and uh, also coincidentally Indonesian. <laughs> so uh, uh, Hime is like, oh, can she teach me how to make a, I forget like what the specific style of sushi was, mm. but uh, uh, the new housekeeper makes it, but it has like an Indonesian spin. And he's like, hmm, weird. <laughs> it looked good. Interesting. It did look mm-hmm. good. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, we, we switch things around, uh, where, uh, we now see, uh, Dad and Hime are exercising because she has a sports festival coming up at school. And, uh, being insanely paranoid, as always, he's like, uh, sometimes the adults are asked to participate and, uh, help out. And if I show any weakness, if I'm not a perfect (laughs) Olympic athlete, they'll know I'm a manga artist because I have a weak, shitty body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my excuse. I'm a manga artist. That's why I'm so horribly. Uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah, mm -hmm, Yep, just, uh... Yep. So, uh... All the staff is like, hey, you can exercise through manga. (laughs) Exercise those abs by laughing at comedies. Uh, Strengthen your back with spine chilling uh, horror. Uh, (laughs) And he's like, "Mm, I'm going to actually work out instead. (laughs) Uh, I think they say, like, you can build muscles through manga by uh, building your mango souls. Like, they combine the words. And, like, as soon as he says it, he's like, I hate this. I hate saying that word. This is bad. Uh, so this half of the episode is very scattershot and it gets pulled together at the end. So I'm just going to rapid fire through some of these seemingly unrelated, uh, situations. <laughs> boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. So, uh, first off in the next chapter of the manga, he has to draw an idol, but he doesn't really know anything about idols. Uh, but he goes home and, ah, uh, surprise, there's a random teenager in his house. He <laughs> this is- it's concerning. <laughs> so he's like, okay, you found where I live. Here's a little sketch of a thing. Get out. She's like, uh, mm, I don't know what this is. Uh, <laughs> I don't want this. What the hell is this? But it turns out she is a high school student that was singing in the park, and he may invited her back because she's <laughs> such a big fan. <laughs> so <laughs> just... So, so weird. Dad is like, ah, so an idol in training. Let me do some research. And just starts chatting and is like actually interested because he's trying to like figure out what this is so he can make art about it. But she walks home and he's like, ah, an adult taking interest in me. Talking <laughs> mm. my dreams seriously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we then see uh, he wants to make like bento stuff for her field day and uh all the workers are like hey go take a cooking classes you can only make like curry and non-lunch things go go learn how to make some stuff so he goes and uh takes a cooking class and uh the woman teaching the class is like hey so, oh yeah so you're just learning he's like yeah so i'm a single father Oh, I th- I need to uh, have a strong home life for my child. She's like, he's so sweet. So, am I in love? <laughs> I think it, he says like any any child that would have you as a mother would be like truly blessed or something to the teacher. Yeah, just he all of his interactions with women is unknowingly hitting on them and them yeah. immediately falling in love and him being a blues. <laughs> So that happens about 18 more times. <laughs> uh, he goes to a flower shop and the same thing, like, oh, yeah, just getting some pretty stuff for my daughter because I'm I'm a, a charming single father and oh, you're so beautiful. Anyways, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> so she falls in the, love. The flower shop I had more of a problem with because he's like, oh, yeah, we want to get flowers to brighten up the home. And the flower shop lady gives it to him. He's like, oh, thanks. Oh, he may has gone. Here, take these flowers back. And he runs off. And the flower shop woman's like, oh, he gave me red mums. Red mums mean I love you in flower language. Does he love you? It's like, no, you literally just gave, yeah. you just gave it to What? It was like, just the first thing you handed to him. Were you subconsciously in love when he walked by? Because those were the first flowers you gave. He'd rather give it to you than spike it on the ground and run off. Like, <laughs> uh, And then he goes to the... Uh, clothing shop where he stores his suit but oh no someone bought his suit 
So the shopkeep is like, hey, sorry, I'm not going to say no to a customer, but I'll give you our fanciest suit as an exchange. And it's just a white tuxedo. (laughs) (laughs) Very Uh, elaborate. So he's like, oh, kids are so dumb they won't know the difference between this and a normal suit. It's fine. Uh, But he is walking home. He goes through the park and sees uh, the teacher uh, sitting on a bench. So he goes and talks or she walks by him and he's like, ah, I need to ask you something. And she's like, he's going to propose. He's going to propose. He's all dressed (laughs) up just for me. I'm in love. Uh but yeah, so uh, we have a bunch of women accidentally in love with him. Uh, so I love Shrek too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My uh, other note for this episode is: Is this a harem anime? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we see uh, it's finally the sports festival, and uh, Hime looks over to see her dad and. A bunch of women cheering for her. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of strangers. Uh, so yeah, everyone is like, oh yeah, well, we'll support your daughter and have a little, little date. Uh, it's fine <laughs> if I'm competing with a bunch of people, but it's great. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, they get home and uh, he's like, hey, so yeah, you had a whole fan uh, cheering section just yelling for you and he may was like yeah it's fine but it it's also cool if it was just you you know the like one person i know and not just strangers cheering for me for no reason and he's like huh hmm, weird you <laughs> learn something <laughs> uh but yeah and that's episode three yeah yeah so how's the vibe are we there yet it's a it's a fine vibe. It's, I feel like, uh, I don't know. It, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, yes, father, daughter, anime, it's going to be great. And then most of the show is, let me not interact with her, but just run around in the shadows and make sure she doesn't find out my secret. And then at the end of each episode, it's like, hey, it's great when we just spend time together. And he's like, oh, yeah. Anyways, next episode, I'm going to spend most of it hiding a secret from you. <laughs> it's like, I I just want you two to be sweet and spend time together and not run around in the shadows. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's the plot of it, though, is him trying to hide a secret. Otherwise, it's just her at school and him at work. And then just the cutaway of them, you know, spending the evening together. Yeah. <laughs> but I... I- I just I feel like this is like the the bumbling father trope yeah. of it's a very American thing mm-hmm. and it's this is their answer. <laughs> Instead of just sitting down and talking about their problems, it's always him trying to fix the immediate solution with an extravagant uh si- or uh, fix the situation with an extravagant solution and like overcompensating. It's like, nah man, just fucking talk to your do- spend time with your daughter, talk to her every <laughs> now and then and it's like Yeah, that that's where the comedy comes from with him exaggerating doing this crazy backbending exercise of hiding his career from her yeah yeah i think i was uh like expecting it to be a little bit more slice of life like hey it's just their thing it was just very sitcom-y so Mm. i think just my expectations were a little off but uh yeah it was a fun fun little romp yeah i didn't expect because like i said i only watched the first episode so I didn't expect to hit so hard, <laughs> like, between episodes two and three. I'm like, oh, we're addressing this mother stuff right now, are we? Because <laughs> okay. um, they got me, uh, like, uh, the one Studio Ghibli movie um, with the fucking guy who designs airplanes. I forget the name of that one. The Wind Rises. The Wind Rises. I kind of got weird vibes of that, where I'm just like, hmm. oh, no. <laughs> and uh, I expected it to be... Uh, like a slapsticky sort of comedy of him like overcompensating with his career and stuff like I expected that um so I was surprised when it got uh kind of as serious as it did and I'm seeing more of the actual storyline and like where the characters are what the characters are going to follow rather than just a situational you know comedy for you know 13 episodes and like you know it's all it's all zany wacky jokes nothing really of consequence happens but Mm. now I see like the actual like oh this is where the character growth is going to go I'm I'm interested to see what happens here, and especially with uh, yeah, especially with Hime being like so young. Of like, no, she recognizes, you know, she doesn't have a mom. She recognizes these uncomfortable situations, and she's dealing with it on her own. I was like, oh, that's 
that's a lot more character development I, than I expected for the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As the as the season goes on, well, I don't know if there will be another season. Probably not. The way it ends is pretty like finite. But wrapped up. Um, as as it gets like closer to like just her being eighteen and like that storyline is more prominent, it's kind of mm, it's less comedic and more serious a little bit. The tone shifts. Yeah. Um, but. It's all, like, cohesive and good. Like, I really enjoyed watching it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'll, pr- I'll yeah. probably end up keep watching it, actually, because, yeah, I was I was uh, hooked by those three episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think <laughs> it was not like a it didn't ruin the show or anything, but just, like, having those flash forwards of, like, oh, I'm 18 and I'm just learning that my dad was a manga artist. It's like, oh. Okay, so we know that in any of these situations, she's not going to find out. We know for at least yeah. the next eight years worth of content, she's not going to find out no matter what she does or what he does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always the trouble with the, the flash forward at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Well. It's a good time, though. It's, mm-hmm. it's a good break. It's good, good wholesome vibes with some silly nonsense in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what do we have going on next week? Next week, continuing the vibes. This was our Thanksgiving episode. Uh, oh yeah, happy so, Thanksgiving oh, yeah. for people in America. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, yeah. Sorry, we're uh, very late, Canada. <laughs> we're very late. Uh, but I figured uh, lump that in with uh, my pick next week of picking a a series or no series, uh, an anime I'm thankful for, and that is a movie called You Are Amaso. Mm. And it is uh, very good, and no, I won't say because uh, <laughs> no spoilers, <laughs> no, no <so>. info. <laughs> I'll say it's very good, and I, I'm looking forward to it. If if nothing else, the style of it is just very pleasing to look at, at least in my opinion. So uh, I'm curious Neat. to see what you guys think. Mm. Uh, if there's a show you, the listener, would like us to watch, you can send your recommendations to us uh, through our email, arewebthereyet at gmail.com, or on Twitter, Instagram, arewebthereyet on both. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Patrick Dugan. You can find me on Instagram at Queen period Weeaboo, and on Twitter at Queen underscore Weeaboo and Queen underscore Weeaboo Art. You can find me on Twitter at ABTSBrent. It stands for Almost Better Than Silence, which is a podcast I have to record in 15 minutes. Uh, mm. We'll get going. <laughs> uh, thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for her theme song, Stories. You can find all of Louis' music at louisong.bandcamp.com. Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with anime. God, I just love being in my early 20s. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna look at my lewd magazine. <laughs> <laughs>